Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue, or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a thing or two. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we started KookCast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. <laughs> so bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom, one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. And this week on the show, Coach Ev and I are talking about the very important kickout, or dismount if you're not quite there yet. It doesn't have to be all flashy and fancy. It can be just a simple, in-control descent down back into sitting position after your ride. Uh, super important to the surf continuum, that continuity and flow you know, of your skills in the ocean that just basically get you in rhythm with the ocean and the, even the crowd sometimes and, and just get you surfing really uh, cohesively, I think is a good word for it. Before I let it rip, I just wanted to talk about this really like great, insightful uh, like conversation I had last night with my cuz. We walked down to the beach, watched the sunset, and we were watching all the surfers, and I guess he was picking up on like how I was like approving of people who were kicking out and like kind of disappointed or just like like oh writing them off you know like however I wasn't saying it verbally but I guess he was just like reading my body language and just like little murmurs and and little under my breath comments and so he was like uh you know like what's what's the big deal why not just jump off at the end of the ride and I was like well geez man like why don't you just jump off your bike at the end of that ride or why don't you just jump out of your car when you're pulling into your driveway it's it's a mark of uh you know, control right to the bitter end of your surfing. And so he started to get it and he was like trying to draw his own analogy. He's a tennis player and he's a runner. So he's like thinking about how it's similar. Um, and he was saying how in tennis, you know, he, there's this one guy who like always is playing around with the last point. And apparently, I'm not a tennis player, so, but he was explaining to me, apparently, you know, like in tennis, you're always sort of at risk of a comeback if you're in the lead like the other player can come back at any point whereas in other sports you can be so far ahead it's it's like mathematically impossible with the time that's left to be able to make up for it um, and and so I was like oh that's you know that's pretty interesting you know so that's basically the same you know just at the very end when you can just punctuate the finish you know and really like send it home and show your your completion um, you know, these kinds of people are just kind of jumping off their boards or doing a twirl before they hit the ball, uh, sort of. But so here's where things really got interesting for me and in that I really loved it and wanted to remember this for when I actually teach. And that's how he said, you know what? It's like in football. Everybody thinks a touchdown is seven points, but it's not. It's six points. You don't get that last point until you make the field goal. So if you're down by seven and you make a touchdown, you still haven't tied the game yet. So he was saying to me, he was like, you know, you can tell your students that the kickout is like that last point. If every point on a wave, like a good takeoff or even before that good paddling technique and a good takeoff and a good rail set and a good little ride is all like a point each, 
you're not going to get your full points unless you kick out. So that kick out or dismount, the controlled finish, is that one last point that you need to, to claim. And it only happens if you've managed to keep your awareness about you and not just celebrate too early, but get off the wave first or dismount your board. But it's just all about control. And I really like that. I thought that was a really cool way of thinking about it. You know, kicking out is that one extra point you can earn. All right, let's, uh, let's get into it. Yeah, this is this is one that's so dear, you know, to our heart just because it was kind of when I look think back on it, you know, the one of the fundamental differences that you and I always had was the dismount and controlling your board at the end of the wave, you know, like it it mm. was everybody was like hitting on it say in their land lesson but they weren't driving at home in the water. We, <laughs> yeah. we were like, you know, they were, you know, students were paddling back out like, did you see that one? We were like, yeah, we saw it. And we also saw you kook it at the end and almost kill that person, you know, and then it took away from your entire ride. So let's, let's, you know, let's be real with you and let you guys know how, how important this is to, to us and how important it really should be to all surfers, the all important dismount kick out. Oh, so true. But, you know, I have to correct you in one spot, though, because it wasn't always important to me, not until I met you. And I, I recognized a good kick out looked good and it just tidied up the whole ride and the package. You know, it was like the nice bow on top, but it wasn't as important to me as it became when I met you and realized that you surfed 90 or whatever percentage of your sessions without a leash and that you had to kick out because of that fact. Mm -hmm. And it just made me start to realize like the decisions, like just watching you surf, I was started to realize like, oh, he has to make different decisions. You know, what sections are okay to hit or when he just has to pull out. And I even remember some surfers giving you shit because they would be like, oh, he, he passed up the closeout section again. Oh, he just kicked out. And like it dawned on me that that was actually a very refined characteristic you had to be able to evaluate an oncoming section right in that moment, right when you have a, win a small window to decide how you're going to attack it and, and then to choose whether you do or don't based on how you feel or you know whether you feel comfortable about hitting it or if there's somebody on the inside or if you can lose your board because it's a sandy beach and no one's there. So why not go for it? Go for it, yeah. And it is, this is going to bring us into all the ways in which you you don't kick out or don't finish your wave but what it what it all comes from I've, I've talked about Mike Edwards a bunch but he was the guy who and I remember the session I was wearing a leash was we were surfing k38 and it was really lined up and I, I dropped and kind of laid on on a wave and I kind of got down to the bottom and instead of like really trying my damnedest to kind of like set my rail and, and get a good pump off the bottom. I just kind of saw it running away and I was out in the flats already and instead of laying into my bottom turn and trying for it, I just, I just did the pencil drop. I just jumped off the <laughs> side and popped down and then popped up, you know, right behind the next wave. And I came out and, and Mike looked at me. He's like, never do that again. <laughs> that's all he said he's like at least try you know don't just give up you know and and then he was just like you know if you if you didn't have a leash on then you wouldn't have done that you know you would have mm. given it you would have given it your damnedest you would have you would have given it one pump and then got low and then got hit by the the 
foam ball, white water, and you might have gotten pushed around that section and then had that whole, you know, end half of that whole wave to, to go at it, you know, and have a blast. And it just really stuck in my mind, like, don't, he said it so seriously, like, that was so lame and don't ever do that again, you know? <laughs> Oh, uh, the old tally-ho pull-out. <laughs> right. Just, I mean, it, they these kind of all come together the same deal. It's like, it's easier just to jump off your board and, and forget about it, you know, and forget about what happens to your board and where it goes and, and, and not think about how that affects you later down the line with trying to complete the surf continuum cir circle, right. you know? So... Let's let's keep chap, you know, checking the the ones off the list that we have. Um, all right, so I, I really like this one. You see it all the time, and it reminds me of when I was a kid. So after you successfully ride a wave, you know, and and you finish it out, maybe it finishes with a big old closeout. So you know, when you're in front of the whitewater, and you're just you don't want to progress towards the beach any further than you have to at that point. Ride's over, now you're just thinking about your next ride, you wanna get back out. So what that prompts a lot of people to do is like high jump, like pole jump or what do you, you know, in the, the high beam or high bar at a, like a track, at an athlete, um, uh, what is that called? Track and field event, like the high bar. It's gotta be called? the high jump. It's just the, it's high, just the jump. high jump, right? Yeah, just high jump it right over the, the closeout, trying to dive out the back and like, swim a little bit <laughs> over the and over just, the white water all the turbulent water yeah exactly and just scratch a few feet out of your paddle back out to sea um and and so this is one i just think of as being you know the high jump or the the dolphin dive out the back but what really needs to be done in my opinion on how to correct that especially as being a person who used to do it all the time is to foresee that closeout section coming as we mentioned earlier just a moment before it actually happens and get off the wave. <laughs> just yeah. get off. Just pull out, back on your board, start paddling back out, you know, like that, that wave's over. You, you didn't time the end section, you don't get to hit it. You have to, you're gonna have to straighten out and get pushed way on to the inside, so make that decision. Right, well, or that's the, that's the alternative, isn't it, I guess, if you miss your closeouts. So ideally, in my mind, is that you're coming down the line and you see like, oh, this thing's gonna close out. So you have that option to either do a closeout section maneuver, or if you think you might not land it, or for whatever reason, it's just not the right call for you in that time, you pull off the top, you know, before the section closes. But sometimes, all right, you miss that section or you like bog your bottom turn a little bit. So then what you said would be the alternative, right? Like straighten out towards the beach, what feels counterproductive because now you're veering away from your paddle back out the outside, but all in the name of being a more refined, more mature, better surfer and staying in control of your board. And then you can do a nice little dismount or a kick stall or whatever. Yeah, kick stall, slow the board down, keep it all together, end up, you know, with your board in your hand, sitting down, turn around and, and start paddling as opposed to having to gather all your shit and get back on the board and straighten the thing out. And, and that's, that's really what it comes down to. Like, it's just, you're killing so much valuable time when you're jumping off your board and having to reel it back in. It's just, mm. this is not, a, yeah. it's not good practice. And it's not like, it's not the kind of thing that 
you can add up on paper in seconds. Like, like okay, if I jump off my board and climb back on, it takes me three seconds. If I straighten out and dismount, maybe that's four. It doesn't work like that. Because when you jump off your board, you get rattled around by the wave. You're reeling in your board, theoretically, but there's another wave coming. So are you urgent enough and hopping back on in time to be able to duck dive or do whatever you have to do for that next wave? A lot of times when somebody jumps off their board, they're also still disconnected from their board for the second wave too. Right. You know, and sometimes even the third and fourth and people just get lazy about it and they'll duck the whole set disconnected from their board and then finally reel it in after the set's passed. Meanwhile, the guy who straightened out and dismounted is halfway through the set paddling back out. You know, maybe he's not scot-free, clean and clear, but he looks a lot better. He's together, he's connected to his equipment and he is making his way back out. And, and in some cases he will be out. Yeah, and he might be in position for one of those inside, an, an inside wave Ooh, of that point. set. Totally, totally. That's a really good point because I get some of my best waves paddling back out from the bomb I'd been waiting for all session. You know, like the bomb out the back. You, yeah, you get it. It's the big one you wanted, but it doesn't have the same shape as some of those ones that miss the outside and then slam into the inside shallows and run. Right. And you really find those when you're on your board yeah. <laughs> paddling around. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, th those are just such crucial little elements of it. And it's just a huge red flag for, for any seasoned surfer. If you see somebody disconnected from their board swimming through whitewaters, it's just <laughs> like, oh no, oh no, this, this person has, they don't, they don't have what it takes like to be just the, the complete surfer and just not be in the way. I mean, you're just, you're such a, you're such a mess when you're disconnected from your nine foot longboard by 10 feet of leash, you know, that's just a huge zone where no other surfers can get near you, you know? And if you're in a <laughs> crowded lineup, which most lineups are pretty crowded, it's like, oh man, it, it's, it's a huge red flag and it's something you guys do not want to be doing. So stop doing it today. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> you know, what I just thought about is we always talk about that kill zone. You know, you have your board plus your leash. So that can be 18 feet. You know, if you have a nine foot board, usually you have a nine foot leash. But something we never added into that equation is the whole five or six feet of you. Right. If you're swimming, so that's your entire body, then the leash and then the surfboard. That's such a huge circle you know, to be, to be like taking up in the lineup where right. people are trying to surf. Full hazard zone. <laughs> yeah, I know I pointed out when I see that and if I'm with a student, I'm like, all right, we're watching out for red rails over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, what do we got next? Uh, oh, here's one I, I always bring up, the mental bail. You know, uh, so I, I say the mental bail is something that you do when you're kind of expecting to wipe out, kind of what you talked about earlier, and it is sort of related to jumping off your board, um, but it's more so a fact that you can just see you're gonna wipe out or you're taking off and you're like, oh, I'm not gonna make this drop. So you kind of just ditch your board off to the side and let yourself plunge down into the water in a, in a more controlled angle, you know, like you can dive a little better rather than having this big old belly flop or something that happens when you actually try to hold your balance and stick it. 
Right. You know, but the thing is, if you don't go for the glory make and you don't just give it your best shot, you're never going to have the glory wave. You're never going to have the glory takeoff. If you always just mentally bail, you're never going to have that one that you're like, oh my God, did you see that? I can't, I didn't think I was going to make it. Yeah, like your foot kind of comes off the deck for a second and then you stomp it back on and then like just, just yeah, yeah, making yeah. that little drop, you know, can, can be such a, a bonus in your session. And just like you're saying, like push yourself. We always talk about this. Just push yourself, you know, a little bit more. That's how, that's how you grow. That's how you progress in anything. It's just like you're a little bit hesitant to do it. Just kind of hear hear both your coaches in your ear like, <laughs> you got this. Come on. It's going to be so epic if you pull it. And it's going to be epic if you fall too. So just, just <laughs> go for it. Yes. Couldn't have said it better. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's great. Uh, what uh, else? Yeah, just the, the mental bail. I mean, it happens. You just see it. Keep your eye out for it next time you're at the beach. You just see so many people just give up, give up, yeah. give up. And it's it's something that I talk to our clients a lot about. It's it's a great way that let's let's just say it's it's straightening out and then getting hit by the whitewater behind you. This is a perfect opportunity to get better with your balance and your stability on your board, you know? Straighten out, anticipate the whitewater coming to sweep your legs out from underneath you and fight it and get down really nice and low and wait for the impact and feel what it's like to ride through that. You know, you get blasted and then you get pushed out further. And that's really when you're straightening out on a wave, you want to get out of that, that heavy impact zone. You need to ride it further towards the shore. It sounds kind of counterintuitive, but you've already missed your kick out opportunity. You want to get towards the inside where you mm. can just slowly kind of slow your board down sit back down on it, get it turned around without being in that impact zone where the white water is bigger and more powerful. Yeah, and closer to where the surfers are riding. Um, but one thing that I always liked, I've said it before in the podcast, it was like pertaining to when I was learning how to get tubed when I was a kid. But one of my friends gave me a, a piece of advice that still sticks in my head. And it was let the wave knock you off. You know, don't don't fall because you think you're going to fall fall because the wave knocked you off of your surfboard. And then, and like, you know, we always say when we talk about the kick out and how to do, you know, good proper surfing, we get it, wipeouts happen. You're gonna fall, but let it be because the wave did it, not because you mentally bailed. Because that's not a wipeout, that's a mental bail. Right, right. Oh, uh, shit. Dolphin dives over over the back. We kind of, we talked about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did that one. But there's there's kind of like, there's two there's two ways to do that. It's, it's like being in front of the whitewater and then jumping over the back. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's, there's just like flying, like kicking out and then jumping off your board. Oh yeah. 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 Kind of catapulting yourself out. And it's, it's fun. You know, it's fun when you do it, but <laughs> it can, it can put you in a world of hurt. Like I've seen, how many times have you seen somebody do that? And then, their leash gets strained and it pulls the board back towards them in the air yeah. and then they're yeah, coming yeah. down with the board and it's really sketchy you know like they're they're tailed and all their fins are coming back at them or or the or the board's getting pulled right underneath them and they're coming down on top of it and then that's something that 
I learned, I think I heard it from other people who went on surf trips too, but when we were in the Maldives was the local, the local boys were like, they might've seen me do that or seen Chaser do that. And they were like, you guys just like spare, spare us and spare yourselves the, the hurt and the pain by doing that because we've seen so many people ruin end their surf trips and you know it can just be your normal session at the beach but it'll finish you off you'll be headed towards the beach with a with a super big bruise on your leg or arm or like opened up and it's it's happened to me before right out front here like pulling out trying to do something fancy and cool like do like a backside kind of spinner air out the back and like halfway through it it goes all wrong i had no idea where the board was and i'm just hoping for the best and what ended up happening like i'm coming down on my back and somehow the board is is deck up like perfectly flat on the water and i just get like slammed flat on my back and just air fully knocked out of me and I'm just I'm just writhing around in pain like just slapping myself thinking what are you doing out here man <laughs> like what are what is this yeah, this is so unnecessary this this pain that I've caused myself I could have just pulled out the back slid down on my board and been all good with it I'd, or or go swimming in I don't know it's better than knocking the air out of yourself that's for sure uh, that's it's funny because like when you're a grom you play all those kinds of games you know but little by little for guys like us as we're getting older you can't get away with that stuff anymore you know <laughs> and i don't yeah. know what the age is but the ratio definitely goes up for injury as you start playing those stupid little games um yeah so careful out there <laughs> all right so last one we got on our list is in dedication to one of our dear students. She'll know who she is. <laughs> and this is the willingful wipeout. When basically all it takes is, well, not enough pressure from the wave to wipe you out, but somehow you wipe out anyway. Right, you, yeah, usually you're just like, you're trying to like style it out and just kind of like stand tall <laughs> and just the littlest little, you know, throws you off balance for just one second and you're done. You're, yeah. you're it's kind of it's kind of almost like the mental bail, but not really because this is like you, you're gonna you think you're gonna wipe out and you're wiping out. How how is it different actually? Now that I think about it, there's something different about it in the mentality, you know, about the willful wipeout. It's like they, I guess we said it already. They all kind of are a little similar, but um, you know, it's one of the ways I tried to break the habit with her because it started getting on my nerves a little bit. <laughs> was just that I said, "Listen, if you're standing on the hood of my car," and I I said out to the window, "Like, hey, I'm starting the car. I'm going to roll forward a bit. You know, what would you do? Would you still stand there in the same tall, you know, legs straight and everything, or would you like brace?" get yourself down low, you know, bend your knees a little bit and prepare for the fact that you're going to be standing on a moving object in a second. Yeah, shit, you might even put your hands down on the on the hood of the car. Totally, right? You, you would you, like seriously get low and make sure you didn't fall. So I was like, I don't understand why you're not doing that in the ocean. <laughs> it's, a, like, it's the perfect opportunity to really like start developing these skills of, of weathering the storm you know it's gonna happen mm. a lot in surfing you, if you can get down low if you can anticipate that little blast from the white water 
If you get down low and brace for it, boom, you might ride through that section, get pushed around and have a whole nether section part of your wave that you are missing out on. Yeah, yeah, you gotta let yourself, uh, give yourself the opportunity to surprise yourself. You know, when you try, you surprise yourself with like, oh, you know, I did it, I made it. Whatever you gotta tell yourself, just <laughs> just start training that into into your surfing. Like, it, it takes a lot to knock me off your off my board. And even if I do get knocked off my board, like I'm going down and I'm trying to fall on it and I'm trying to stay with it, you know? Mm -hmm. One of one of our new clients is so proud of even when she gets rocked, she almost always comes up with her locked onto her board and she, like her her hair will be all over her face and she'll be like she just got rocked but she'll look at me and she'll be like look i still got her i still got her and i'm just i'm so proud i'm like that's what it's about stay with your board no matter what yeah that's that's how i've i've trained myself by just not having a leash and not having that little safety net so when i'm going down i'm reaching for my board but you can train yourself even with a leash on Hold on to that thing. I love that. I love that when, uh, and you know what else I love? I love when we're working with somebody like that and all these little goals that I don't think almost any other surf instructor or surf coach has for their students. You know, the dismount perhaps, or, or you know, hanging onto your board through a turtle roll that might be a little hairier than the rest of them and having our students be all proud. And, and that's the time they see us cheer, you know, for our students. Not after their big long ride. After that, we're like, yeah, 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 that's, that's what we expect that. But you didn't but dismount. After they, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like when they turtle roll, that's when we're like, yeah, you didn't let go of that thing. <laughs> Getting all amped. <laughs> People must be around us like, what on earth are these guys teaching? <laughs> well, tune into KootCast, you'll find out. That's right. <laughs> Love it. Uh, uh, this is a good one, Coach. Thanks for uh, making the time. Always a pleasure rapping about surfing fundamentals and what it what it ends up offering you in the long run. It's a, it's a lot more fun and a lot more waves and a lot more respect in the lineup. So yeah, that's a really good point. And you said it, uh, you know, before on the recording that you ruined. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you you wrapped up really nicely. I just want to bring that back and make sure it gets on this second recording. Was just how you know, this is how you close up your circle of surfing, you know, going from riding a wave to paddling back out and getting another one. And this is the difference between the surfers who take forever to get back out into the lineup and the guys who you turn around, they're gone, and then in a second, they're back out there with you, you know? And it's not that they rushed or tried to go fast, it's just that they connected their fundamental skills one to the other. And such a really great example of that, such an obvious one, textbook, is the kick out how you go from just being on a wave to being back in your paddling position and out the back. You know, that, that connection is such a great example of a good, proficient, efficient surf continuum surfer. So what do you want to be? You want to be that one <laughs> reeling in your board, taking the whole set on the head? Or you want to be that surfer who's back out for another one? I think it's pretty clear. I think it's pretty clear. So you guys know what we used to say on the cast. We're bringing it back. If you're not kicking out, you're, You're cooking it. Let's do it. Come on. Let's get better. It's all it's all good. It's all good if you're not putting everybody in danger every every set second of your session. That's right. We'll catch you next week, peeps. Woo! -hoo. Woo! -hoo.